It's great to have you with us from wherever you're tuning in from. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app. We hope this message inspires and helps you to take your next steps in your journey. Well, good morning. Happy Easter Sunday to you all. I want to start this morning. I mean, by the way, good choice, long weekend. You chose to be here on the Sunday morning. Pepe, buona Pasqua. We've got the Italian contingent growing. Italy's closed, but uh, the Italians in Perth are open for business. So awesome. Hey, uh, I want to start by talking about sleep. Any morning people here? Anybody consider yourself morning people? What about night people? Any night people here? I mean, you guys stand at different ends of the spectrum. I understand that. You know, morning people, you'll say, thank God it's morning. Night people say, oh God, it's morning. <laughs> morning people, sunrise is your cue to get up. Night people, sunrise is your cue that it might be time to go to bed. Like, oh, gee, gosh. Morning people, you like to post sunrise pictures on your social media. Night people, you pretty much got nothing to show for the fact that you stayed up all night. So apologies to all you night people that we continue to shame you for your lazy and... Uh, ineffective life patterns. Morning people, you, you don't know, even know if your phone possesses a snooze button and if it does, you've never used it. Night people, if pushing your snooze button was an Olympic sport, you would be a gold medal contender and you know that about yourself. Morning people, I'm a morning person, Louis a night person. We have, we have a single bed and we take turns. <laughs> we do eight hour shifts <laughs> and then the other eight hours we go to work. <laughs> Highly efficient. <laughs> what about sleep talkers? Anybody, now you wouldn't know if you're a sleep talker, but anybody been told that they talk in their sleep? Any sleep talker? Really? Okay. There's a blog called The Sleep Talking Man, and the wife of The Sleep Talking Man, she likes to record the things that her husband says during the night and post them on to this blog. Here's a, here's a few examples of what the husband has said. It was such a good idea giving the guinea pigs wings. Flappy, 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 fat bats, fat bats. Uh, here's another one. Shh, shh, I'm telling you, your voice, my ears, a bad combination. Which, which, if he's referring to his wife in this particular moment, he better thank God that he was asleep and wasn't aware that's what he was saying. And then here's a little bit of bonus content. Your mum is at the door again. Bury me. Bury me deep. <laughs> Plenty more where that came from. The sleep-talking man. What about sleepwalkers? Anybody been told that they walk in their sleep? Yeah, really, Nikki, you're really having a bad start to this Easter Sunday. Nikki's hands up for everything, except the morning person bit. Uh, so I, so it's, I was told by my mother when I was about seven years old that, that I slept, walked once. I don't think I've done it before or since, but slept, walked once. Uh, this is a nice uh, High Wycombe uh, story for uh, Brandon, if you want. Uh, so in my parents' house, my house growing up, uh, if you, there was just one toilet, so it's a three-by-one house, one toilet. And so the typical thing, you would go into the laundry, and then the door to the right of the laundry is the toilet. So go to the, And uh, this particular evening, obviously, I needed to go to the toilet, needed to do number one, and I walked down the corridor, I turned into the laundry, and instead of turning right into the toilet, I turned left and opened the lid of the laundry laundry hamper and uh, did my number one. It, the clothes were already dirty, so uh, no, one, no one got too upset about that particular thing. But 
But here's the thing about sleepwalking is sometimes if we're not aware, if we're not staying alert, that it can actually be a bit of a picture of how we can find ourselves living. You know, because here's the thing, being alive isn't the same as actually living. Being alive means you're above ground and you have a pulse, but living is something more, something beyond, something that, that Jesus wants to bring the richness out in us. Now, this is about, this is, I, I get it. Like, some of you might be thinking, is he about to launch into a Tony Robbins kind of, you know, your life sucks and here's how to make it better? Because you have a job that, you know, is just normal and you just do normal things. And it's not that at all. In fact, there's incredible uh, power about the character that it takes to be consistent with the fundamentals in life. The, the things that aren't sexy. Um, what's often referred to as chop wood, carry water. It's like there are certain tasks, certain things in daily life, weekly life, family life, work life, personal life. That they're not very sexy, but they're, but they're very important. I, uh, someone I, I know years ago said to me, oh, I hate cooking. And, you know, that's okay. You don't have to love cooking, but I hate cooking. And I'm like, really, why? Well, because you cook and then everyone just eats it. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I, I, I think you do understand the transaction, but what? But here's the thing. I'm not talking about skirting the fundamentals and only looking for the things in life that are Instagrammable. Um, I am saying and wanting to put up a little bit of a warning that there's a dark side to being caught up in only the, 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 the kind of stuff that just doesn't bring life out in us. There's a dark side that, that causes us to settle or causes us to lose hope or causes us just to live this flatlined existence where it's like we've stopped expecting more. We've stopped expecting better. We've stopped hoping and trusting and seeking God for, for more. And Easter reminds us that there's always more. That even though you're going through life, that Jesus wants there to be a lot of life going through you. So I wanna just show you something that Paul wrote. Now, Paul was kind of an entrepreneurial figure in the early church, and uh, he would launch churches and then train up leaders and hand churches over, and he would keep in touch with them, in many cases, via letters. There's a church in a place called Ephesus, which is in modern-day Turkey, a port city there, and uh, he wrote this to them as a kind of instruction come encouragement. Don't waste your time on useless work, mere busy work, the barren pursuits of darkness. Expose these things for the sham they are. It's a scandal when people waste their lives on things they must do in the darkness where normalcy. Rip the cover off those frauds and see how attractive they look in the light of Christ. And then this next section is considered, it was probably like an Easter song that the early church kind of made up. It was, uh, and, and would sing amongst themselves. And Paul just quoted that to them. Hey, church, Wake up from your sleep, climb out of your coffins, Christ will show you the light. So watch your step, use your head, make the most of every opportunity you get. Now again, Paul called out uh, useless work, mere busy work, and he's not poo-pooing your nine-to-five job or your domestic CEO um, current you know, season of your life. Really, it's more about we, particularly in Western culture, can get sucked into thinking that the priorities that we're being told should matter to us 
are the same things that God would say should matter to us. That every commercial we see, every marketing plan, every social media post, every shopping mall, every, all of these messages are being told that we should, in Western society, we should be focusing primarily on more, better, newer, shinier. Now, I like more, I like better, I'm, I'm pretty partial to newer and I don't mind a little bit of shinier. But God says, those aren't the most important things. And if you only focus your life on those things, then it actually will start to shrink your heart. It will actually start to convince you that the, the most important purpose for your world is you. And Jesus came as the ultimate demonstration of a servant that would live their life with purpose. And that purpose is actually to bring life to other people. Because if we're not careful, we'll just end up like everyone else. Instead of following Jesus, we walk around like the walking dead and just on this treadmill that we're told we need to be on. Our heart will get smaller. And we'll miss out on opportunities that God says, this, this is why you're here. This is why you're here. This is why you're on the planet at this very moment in history. This is why you're in this city at this moment in history. This is why you're in that family, that community, that job, that neighborhood, that place of study. You're there and there's purpose and there's meaning there beyond you just getting a job done, earning a paycheck. There's, there's more. One of the best-selling books of all time is uh, this book here, The Purpose Driven Life. Now, um, it was written in 2002 by Rick Warren. Rick Warren leads a church in Orange County, California called Saddleback Community Church. That's the name of the suburb that, that they're in. Um, it was, he talks about in this book the five purposes of, for humans here on earth. And it spent 90 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list, sold over currently, 50 million copies in 85 languages. And what a great title, The Purpose Driven Life. I mean, talk about clickbait. <laughs> and so you buy the book because you think, I want that. I want a purpose driven life. You buy the book and you open the book and you open to page one. And the first thing in that book is this it's not about you. <laughs> And I'm thinking to myself, I wondered how many of those 50 million people went back to the place of purchase and said, before they even got into page two, uh, I'd actually like my money back, please. Because uh, the opening line, I don't know if you've read it, told me it's not about me. And I wanted to buy a book that was all about me. One of the reasons that some people do shrink back from a life of meaning and purpose of serving and investing and bringing life to other people is they don't feel like they've got enough. And Easter is a reminder that God, what God calls you to, he also puts in you the enough that you need to get that thing done. And so you don't need to crop yourself out. You don't need to discount that you can do it. And here's the thing about Easter Sunday, Jesus rose up to show you that you can rise up. 
that the things he's called you to, yeah, they might be stretch goals. They might require expanding capacity. They might require a level of sacrifice and faith that you've never done before. But he's not setting you up for a loss. He's not setting you up for a fail. He's setting you up to grow and not just for yourself, but for other people. And Easter and Jesus rising is, is, is an opportunity where he says, you know what, if you put your faith in me, I will give you a new name. I will give you a new identity. I will give your life new meaning. I'll give your life new purpose. I'll give your life new power. I'll give you a new perspective. I'll actually show you why you are created for such a time as this on this planet. There's a spoken word artist named Hosanna Wong, and she's got this great uh, piece that she calls, I Have a New Name. Now, it goes for seven minutes, so I, for the sake of time here, we're not going to play the whole thing. Um, you can obviously watch that on YouTube. I'm going to read a few slices from it, and not, I'm not going to do this. White boy is not going to do them in a spoken word. But here's a few slices of Hosanna Wong's I Have a New Name. My name is not the name the world calls me. My name is not the name my past calls me. My name is not even the name my own mirror calls me, but my name, my name is the name I answer to, and I can choose today from this moment forward to answer to a new name. When I hear lonely, that's not me. When I hear disgusting, that's not me. When I hear unworthy, I don't even look over my shoulder. When I hear broken, they must have me confused. Please look elsewhere. No, the names that my father, or eternity's author, the world's creator has called me are the only names that I answer to. When I hear friend of God, that's my name. God's workmanship, that's my name. Chosen, that's my name. Loved, wanted, created with a purpose, that's my name. God's temple, that's my name. God's messenger, that's my name. Free, that's my name. Child of God, you must be looking for me. Greatly loved, you must be calling for me. Brand new, yeah, that is my name. That is the name that I respond to. The enemy has no power here. Perfect love casts out all fear and perfect love has named me and you. As for me, my name is forgiven. My name is free. My name is brand new, loved, wanted, child of God, created with a purpose, and it's been a pleasure to meet you. Easter Sunday, people. We really hope you got a lot out of this message. If you live in the Perth area, we'd love for you to join one of our live experiences. For times and directions, as well as information, head to our website, elevatechurch.me. For those of you beyond the Perth area, we'd love for you to connect with our online experience, which premieres every Sunday via YouTube and Facebook Live and on demand immediately after. And to partner with us to reach more people by giving financially, head to our website, elevatechurch.me and also download our Elevate Church AU app.